Hello and welcome to a January 5th, 2024 edition of the Sports Ethos NBA Today podcast. I'm your host, Kenny Taylor, also known as it's Orange Baby Orange DFS. And I'm going to be running this pod solo tonight since my Thursday night partner is still a little bit under the weather. Hopefully we're going to be reunited for the first time of the new year next week. But on to an 11-game slate where we had a horrible, well, I can't really say horrible. On paper, it was a horrible two-game slate, but we actually got two pretty competitive games. Um, My props, didn't really like the San Antonio-Milwaukee game too much, but my eyeballs was able to be entertained, so that's always a positive. This um, Nuggets and Warriors game seemed like it might be going to the wire. And that's that's always a good positive. Um, moving on, though, we got an 11-game slate. We need to attack this. couple early games. Not too many teams on a back-to-back since we was... <sighs> we was hit with a disappointing two-game slate today. So, going into the point guard positions, when it comes to... Injuries outside of LaMelo Ball, Garland, and um, DeAnthony Melton. We don't have too many major injuries in the point guard positions. And I'll be honest with you, in cash games, this is probably going to be the two chalkiest picks that people will be playing. And that will be Tyrese Halliburton and Trey Young, since they are reuniting to play in the game where I think in regulation it ended up with a combined over 300 points. I think I remember the game total came in at about 160 and I I mean 260 and people was like, uh, you know, you might want to go with under on that. But no, they was able to eclipse that by the third quarter, by the end of the third quarter. So I'm going to take a stance and actually save a little bit of money go with Trey Young at 10-1 instead of Halliburton at 10-2, just due to the fact that Young's ability to get to the line is something that I feel will be the the main game breaker in this. If you remember when they played Indiana last time, I want to say Young only got to the line about six or seven times, and he still ended with 60 fantasy points. So I do feel like if this is a over 300 game total game that young will need to at least get to the line 12 to 15 times. And I do feel like this will be the main breaker in his versus Halliburton points. Plus if you can save a hundred dollars, especially on a levy game slate, these little saves will actually help you win in both cash and GPP going with mid tier. I would make an early stance to have the perfect 5-5 military pick in Reggie Jackson only if I knew Jamal Murray was going to sit out. He's in a competitive game going into overtime as we speak against the Warriors, and I do feel like they're going to play safe and they're going to sit out one or two of their players tomorrow night since they're on the road, on a back-to-back, and a trip from Golden State back to Denver, San Francisco to Denver, that, that can't be the smoothest flight. Not the longest flight, but 
Can't be the smoothest flight. They got a 6 p.m. game. So I will be hoping we get some news where we can actually save some money. And Reggie Jackson at 5-5 will be my mid-tier play. Going with my cheapie. Again, this is strictly GPP. Do not play this guy in cash games. His minutes been a little bit hit and miss um, throughout the month of December. I want to say um, when they played Sacramento last time, I want to say his minutes went down a little bit. But when he's on the floor, he does have a little bit of a of a moderate to higher moderate um, usage rating, and that's Nick Smith Jr. Um, if you don't really know about him, he's a rookie this year on the Hornets, and I know he made a little bit of a footprint when Verzier was out with illness for a couple of games, but I think they kind of figure out, hey, we're we're not doing too much with this season. Let's just see what we could get from a couple of players, and they're allowing their young players to get a little bit more minutes than they thought at first. So at three four. You, you can't really go wrong with Nick Smith as a flyer. He's somebody who will get you, uh, he might give you a stock or two, but it's really, it's his shotgun to fall or not. Um, his points is really going to be dependent on if he can hit two or three three-pointers. Don't really get to the line. You don't really attack the rim too much to get to the line, so you really won't get too many free throw attempts out of him. But you will be able to get an assist or two out of him. But again, this is somebody you're looking at strictly getting points. So you're hoping he gets about two or three three-pointers hit, gets you an assist in one of these um, stocks in a still or a black. And you're looking at a safe, you know, 15, 20 fantasy points for three, four. So if you do need somebody to save some salary on an 11-game slate, Nick Smith Jr. will be what I'm looking at at the point guard position if I'm not spinning up at it. Going into the two-guard position, there's a lot of options you could go with. So for the spend up, I really wish um, we could have got Halliburton Young at the two guard position, but we actually don't. So I'm actually going to go back to this Hornets game and I'm going to pick up Rozier. I know Rozier price is a little bit high, 8-4, and his production kind of been down towards the end of December, um, start of the year, but I do feel like Chicago are getting back um what's his name? Zach Levine is gonna be coming back. And I do feel like when Levine is on the floor, the Bulls defense is just non existent. So whatever team chemistry that they found in the month of December, or was it November? Whenever Levine was out, I feel like some of it will be gone and some of these defensive laps will continue to happen. And that will allow for a player like Razier to actually get his shot to start going, able to attack the rim, get to the line a couple of times. So I do feel like this is a safe spot for him to get 30 actual points. And of course, with Razier, you can always have a couple of assists. It might get you a stock. So for 8-4, you have a potential 40 to upside of 60, 70 point game out of um, fantasy point game out of Terry Razier. Going with my mids here, I'm going to be attacking this uh, Portland and Dallas game a little bit. And the first piece I'm going to play is actually Malcolm Brogdon. Um, I believe Simon is still out. So this might be a little bit of a chalky play. 
but since the minutes kind of been really non-existent, uh, I wouldn't say non-existent. It just Brogdon. It's been a while since Brogdon got a thirty-minute game, so a lot of people will be turned off by that. But for seven-two and a potential of a fifty-point fantasy game out of Brogdon, if he could get you thirty-five to forty minutes. It's something that will help you take down the GPP. I understand if you want to fade this during cash games, but I do feel like this can actually be a cash plays as well, especially what Michael Brown can bring since he's somebody who could realistically get you a 20 and eight game against a Dallas team. And if it's staying competitive, he could probably get you close to 30 actual points in this game as well. Going with my cheapie. I'm actually going to go against a team. I actually went attacking with a uh, three-point shooter quite a bit. And this is going to be in the OKC Brooklyn game. And this is going to be Isaiah Joe. I do feel like he's somebody who will be safe for a cash game. But I'm using this more as a GPP play. His minutes will be there. But the problem with him is he's really shot dependent. And in a game against Brooklyn, when I feel like he should get a little bit more run um had 16 20 minutes last time they played but he only got up two three-pointer attempts i want to say he hit 100 percent of those shots but he should take more than two three-pointers in this game um i know i think giddy had a ridiculous amount of three-pointers made when they played against um brooklyn last time so that might might have took a couple of shots from him i think sga even hit a three-pointer in the game but for three sets, you can't really do too much. And if he couldn't get you four three-pointers in this game, which it's pretty capable of him doing, um, if you're shooting at a 100% clip, of course, too, you could get yourself 20 fantasy points in a three-set spot on a lever game slate, which should help you take down a cash game or a GPP. Going into the small forward position, this this is going to be something that um a lot of people I feel like will be struggling with, especially when it comes up to the spin-up position, since you got some notable players that are coming back and some notable players that are out. When it comes to the notable players out in small forward position, you got Wagner and Butler still. Um, Then... When I mentioned earlier, we got Levine coming back. So, this is what I'm going to do. For my spend up in the small forward position in GPPs, I will use Levine as my spend up at 7K. I really do think the ownership will be low on him. Still not sure if he's going to be coming back with a minutes restriction, but as you know, when it comes to NBA, minute restrictions can mean anything from 10 minutes to 42 minutes. So I will be taking my chance on that and using Levine as my spend up because when he's on the floor and he can actually get some stuff going, especially against a team who's lacking defense, in Charlotte, this could be a big scoring night from him. Um, it wasn't too long ago. Well, 
maybe about two months ago since he actually had a 20-point quarter. Again, this was against Detroit, but Detroit defense, Charlotte defense, not that much of a difference, right? <laughs> All right, going mid-tier, this is where it get a little interesting. Um, You got New York and Philly, and New York has two pieces I like. I don't know if I'm going to be running them both in the same lineup, Will be possible, but a lot of players will be turned off against this New York-Philly game because the point total is not the greatest, not the highest. And I love attacking these type of games, especially on an 11-game slate, since if it goes over the total and you get the right players in those games, that can help you take down the GPP. So the first piece of this New York game I will take at the small forward position will be at 62 and that's going to be the newcomer OG and Anobi. I know he's not really known for his offensive production but um I, I like the role they trying to give him in um New York last game what was it two games ago um when they played against Minnesota his first game he had a nice little coming out party um, never been the greatest three-point shooter, but I guess, you know, new location, new shot, new new habits. But he was he was actually knocking down a couple of shots I would see him routinely miss in uh, Toronto. I know if my partner was on today, he would have something to say about that. So um, I, I, I would see him trying to take me off of that. He's like, ah, you know, Anobi going to have these three-point games every here and there. But I really do think this um, New York Ananobi will be a little bit different. So when it comes to points, I do feel like he's bound to have a 20-point game eventually. And I do feel like Randall will have an off game eventually. So when it comes up to picking up the offensive production, I feel like this will be a game where he might be needed to. So if OG actually have 20 actual points in this game, but try kind of see him as um, his prop should be around 16, 16.5. I'm definitely taking the over on that. Um, if he's able to get you 20 actual points, still get you a couple of rebounds and a couple of stocks. I, I really do feel like for sits two, you can have a potential 35, 40 point DK night at a Nobi on an 11 game slate. And his floor isn't too bad either. His floor should be about 25 um, DraftKings points. So in cash games or GPP, I feel like that's a nice play that you could plug into most lineups at a reasonable price. Now for my flyer, the one that I want to talk about at 3-3, somebody who um people thought Thibs gave up on. If you remember a couple couple months ago, maybe even last summer, this seemed like one of the last pieces the Knicks would trade, and that's Quinn and Grimes. I really do think Quinn and Grimes is about to have, um, what do people call it, a little glow up? <laughs> nah, so since the trade happened, he's been back to getting 20 minutes. We all know how Thibs love to keep his rotations as short as possible. And if he's open to taking shots which it seemed like he was since um, 
they got a couple of shooters out the building. Um, you're you're looking at a potential uh, 15 actual point night from a player, and most of these points will be coming off of three pointers. Um, if I remember correctly, 70% of Quentin Grimes shots are three pointers. So these 15 points will come off of threes. You're going to get yourself 20 points, 20 DK points on a 3-3 spot on the 11-game slate. That's definitely what you need for cash games. So, I mean, for not even cash games, um, GPPs as well. So GPP or cash games, if you need a cheapie, somebody you could plug in, 3-3 spots, somebody who should get you 20 minutes, Quentin Grimes will be the play to play. All right. Going into the power forward positions, I'm going to keep this quick. So, when it comes to power forward, I mentioned this Charlotte and Chicago game earlier. Again, you got Levine coming back. So, if you feel like the defense that Chicago had will change up a little bit and you need a player on the opposite side who will get you Around 40 minutes, Mile Bridges will be the play at 7-9. Again, you're not going to always get the offense that you want out of him, but he's going to be willing to take a shot. He's have the ability to stay on the floor, so he's not getting into foul trouble as much. And even when they're running these garbage time lineups, there's still a couple times where he will still be out there. So if you want to save, Lore and a player with a limited upside. Um, Miles Bridges will be the play at seven nine. This this could be good for both um cash and GPPs. And I don't think it's gonna be too chalky since I see a couple of names that people are thinking of spinning up on since KD is um questionable for this slate. And I know um a couple people might attack a couple of my clippers in this um slate with Kwai at um eight sits and Pablo against Denver in a back to back. So I'm gonna fade that because I do see those being the more popular spins up and um go with Miles Bridges. For my mid tier, this is um back to this Portland Dallas game. When it comes to mid tier, I'm not gonna spend too let too much less than I did on my spend up, but that's gonna be um Grant Jeremiah Grant, um seven one going up against Dallas. If this game does stay competitive and he gets you the 34, 40 minutes in this game, you're looking at a forty five point spot for a player at seven one on an eleven game slate. His floor isn't the greatest because lately he's been getting. 20 25 minutes so he's just having beginning there um i mean i loved it for my props games playing the unders but i do feel like this is going to be one of the few games portland have on their schedule that should be competitive and they should be able to stay in which will allow their players who are on the trade block to you know showcase their talents so you can help yourself win a gpp or help you cruise through a cash game so for 7-1 jeremiah grant will be what i'll be looking to run um at the power forward position now for the cheapy this one is 
kind of like a coin flip. I don't really know how to go on there, so I'm not going too cheap. And I'm going back to this um, Atlanta-Indiana game. If you remember, the last time Atlanta-Indiana played, there was a lot of small ball played in that game. So for four sets, I'm actually going to be running Obi Toppin in games in game stacks for um this game and even in a couple um GPPs as um a one off in this game. Um it's more so his ability to be on the floor as him being ran because Miles Turner, I think he only got 20 minutes in that game. Capella only had about 20 minutes in that game. So I do feel like if you need somebody who will be on the floor, keyword on the floor. Not, not production, just being on the floor so you could run in cash and still have a GPP upside. Obi Toppin will be the play to have at the power forward position. And I typically don't like running um, two different GPP plays, especially if it's on the same team. But going back to this Indiana game, um, I mean, yeah, Indiana-Atlanta game, if you're playing... um. If you're playing the game stack and you want to spin down just a little bit more and like, you know, want to just really try a flyer. One route you can go. Haven't really been getting playing time too much. Former Milwaukee Bucks, Jordan Noir will be um, a play. I was just having like a GPP consideration. One shot at only again. He has not been getting minutes lately. But in a game where they're trying to do a little bit of small ball, I, I really could see scenarios where he might actually be able to get you some minutes. Again, this is a long shot play. This is not somebody who's really been playing. But if you want to take a flyer on somebody, try to help you take down the GPP, I would run one line with him. Um, if not... I would just stick with uh, Obi Toppin. Then if you want to add somebody else to the game, you can choose one of the Atlanta plays and um, Sadiq Pay or um, what's his name? Um, Jalen Johnson. Now, going to the big man position. This is going to be um, this is going to be a quick position to take down. Um, first play, I what the play is probably going to be pretty I don't even know if it will be considered chalky um, it's going to be more of an in-demand play I guess that's the best way to put it that's going to be Joel Embiid that's the Knicks price is a little high 11.5 but man this dude been a monster at basketball lately I know he haven't played the greatest big man in the world but when he played teams with no big man he looked unstoppable. And when he played teams with defensive big man, Rudy Gobert, he also looked unstoppable. So I will be running to play him at home against Knicks and a potential 70, 80 point DK night, especially if it stayed close. Um, that's just a plug and play cash games or GPP. I'm really feel confident running Joel in this game against the Knicks. I really do see how he could get Harkenstein in foul trouble. 
Um, yeah, I, I, I really don't see the Knicks slowing him down. He, he will need to check himself out the game in order to be taken off the floor and not be affected. When it comes to a mid-tier, I don't have, I don't really have much of a mid-tier. Um, if I was to play that, it would be uh, PJ Washington at 5-9 in the Chicago-Charlotte um, matchup. I probably won't play him in the same lines that I have Miles Bridges in. So I don't know if I really would use this as a game stack, but I feel like if you think Miles Bridges will be off the floor um, and he's not going to get you 40 minutes, I could see why you want to plug in um, PJ Washington. Again, I'm not the biggest fan of that, but if you're looking for somebody for a GPP at 5'9", to save some salaries, since, trust me, it's an 11-game slate. There's going to be a lot of stars you want to plug in. And Joel Embiid does not run cheap. Um, he will be one route that I would end up going at 5'9". And for my cheapy, my other GPP play, it's going to be more of a, would I say game script play? I guess you could say game script play. Again, only play this in GPP. Do not try to, you know, get cute, run this in your cash game. This can backfire on you brutally. Um, I'm actually going to run with the um, Kelly Olenek revenge game against Boston. <laughs> I mean... His minutes been limited, but he's been pretty productive in the minutes he's been getting. Uh, the last time he played a team he used to be on, he actually had a double-double against in um, 25 minutes. But outside of that, when they do have him on the floor, he is pretty productive. He's able to get you a couple rebounds. But his ability to help out with the passing game um, is what I'm actually going to be looking at. And I'm hoping I actually get props on his assists um, tomorrow, especially going up against Boston. I do feel like this is a team that could get ahead early. And some people will consider this as a blowout spot. So his ownership should be low. But if he gets you 20, 25 minutes in this game, which he's been giving you, He's more than capable of giving you a potential double-double game. Um, but more realistically, he's he's going to get you about eight rebounds, and he's going to get you a couple threes. And Boston, they're a great team, but they do give up a couple three-pointers and a couple rebounds per game. So that will be my cheapy play. That's all I have on this 11-game slate. Hopefully, I gave you some information for you to ponder on and take down this GPP that you're playing or help you double up in your cash game. Hopefully, I'll help you out. And as always, you know, I talk more than just NBA. If you want to talk about women's college basketball, men's college basketball, NBL, EuroLeague, man, it was a crazy EuroLeague day today. Um, look, I'm always down to talk about it. Um we got Southeast Melbourne with Allen Williams out. So, so you know, NBL finals or, I mean, NBA playoffs is um, coming up soon. So if you want to talk, you can reach me on Twitter at, at OrangeDFS. Always talking about all levels of basketball. 
Um, and also this NBA slate. Hopefully some of these players will help take down yours. Outside of that, have a good night. Until next time, let's get this money.